Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the award-winning recovery podcast, Get in the Herd, brought to you by the McShin Foundation. Today, uh, we have, I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. I always forget to introduce myself, right, you know, but today uh, we have a special guest, a friend of mine. I was telling a story about you earlier today because I was excited to have you on the show, and I think you'll know the story, oh, yeah. but we have with me, uh, with us today, Jamie A., uh, Jamie A is a person in, in long-term recovery. Um, joining us today, and I know that you work in this industry as well. Um, I'm, I'm really eager to talk to you. I know that uh, I know that it's been a week, so I, I want to talk about overcoming obstacles, um, reaching out, um, and, and a lot of different things. But first of all, welcome to the show. What brings you here today? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Um, just came through the current of message, man. You know that you know no matter how or where we've been in life, you know that never have to determine where we're going. You know we're prime examples of that, and um, you know just a carry a nice, good, strong message of recovery, man. You know, so you know that's pretty much what I came through for. You know they said early when I came in that you carry the message or either be the message. So Ooh. try to carry the message as much as I can, man. You know, I like that. You know, you you probably don't know this, Jamie, but. Our podcast here, um, and if you're listening, you probably already know this, mm-hmm. our biggest audience who watch and or listen to the show are actually people who are currently incarcerated. Oh, okay. And okay. so, yeah. And oh, and wow. I, I think about, you know, what that could have meant for me, you know, what that means to other people. We've had, uh, we had a person here uh, recently who saw us in Utah. Oh, wow. I know. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I had no idea we had that reach. <laughs> And mm. she came and joined. She just left a couple of days ago, went back, and I've actually texted her a couple of times since. But, um, you know, she saw not the podcast, but she saw some of our other uh, media, you know, on the po- on, on her tablet in jail. So pretty, pretty wild thing to think about, oh, you know, yeah. to really be able to get that message out. Um, you, you know, you and I have known each other. I've known you since since really shortly after yeah, I got here. The beginning. Um, and, and mm. you know, we, we fellowship. You know, I know you fellowship at a couple of different things, but, I, you know, we tend to we tended to meet up in a certain fellowship and and i remember this was the story i was telling earlier and i know you're gonna yeah, i know you know this story and i love this because it, i it always it sticks with me um for those of you i was coming up on four months in recovery so uh, we're talking a little 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 while ago um and at the time you know the meetings we went to you know it was a uh, every month you know you get a chip yeah and we were coming up on four months and i said to i said you know working on it you know, mm-hmm. when they called out the four month chip. And I, do you remember your what you said? Yeah. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day. Hey, why did you say that? <laughs> yeah, because uh that's what recovery is, man. It's, it's it's constant work, it's consistency, you know. Uh, you know, freedom ain't free. You know, we have to we have to work, you know, um for recovery. And they told us, like I said, you know, we 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 chase the recovery like we chase, you know, um, you know, our means of getting one more, our means of getting the next drink or drug. So you know, um, that's what I said, you know, just, just keep working, man. You know, um, you know, that's actually, I said, don't quit your day job or your night job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Fair enough, you know, enough, yeah. um, recovery is, a is, you know, at the end of the day, we only have one day, 
you know, we only have one day. Tomorrow's not promising nobody. Yesterday's history. We have one day to feed our recovery, one day to feed our spirit. They told me I'm feeding my recovery, I'm feeding my disease. So I just wake up every day with the willingness to feed my recovery just yeah. for the day. Yeah. You know? Well, do you want to, you know, I, I've heard you tell a lot of pieces of your story over the years. Um, and there's a couple things that come to my mind. But, you know, in, if, in brief, if you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, what 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 happened? You know, what was it like? Mm -hmm. What happened? And what is it like now? Oh, well, put you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, small sense, man. Um, you know, uh, I grew up, um, you know, to a to a nice, well, middle middle class family you know um i'm the only boy you know um you know my my parents had me at a more uh i would say more older age than normal parents you know i didn't have the dad throwing footballs with me and stuff like that you know my parents had me like in their late 40s you know so by that time um i'm coming up on 46 yeah, baby. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah oh trust me i'm in my 40s now too <laughs> so Damn. you know so i get it um but they, they had me about that time and they just wasn't like pretty much active. They worked all day. Um, you know, I had two sisters that were um, like really popular in school and my school, my man, sorry, my house was like, like the hangout spot. It was like the hangout spot for the, the kids, so, you know, kids to come over, you know, my mom was pretty much like the neighborhood parent to everybody, you know, and that drew a lot of kids to our house, especially when she, when she wasn't there um not only that but just like the wrong type of people as well um so in the process of that man you know i didn't have a brother i seek um validation i, I seek acceptance from other people um and that's the real really the reason um that started to fuel my addiction um i just wanted to be accepted i just wanted to be loved you know i didn't feel comfortable in my own skin i didn't feel just good enough i didn't feel worthy enough and, you know, I wanted to do what the other people were doing. You know, my parents had told me, you know, they, they still, it's crazy how they are stealing us those things when we were small and they start to make sense now that we're older. You know, my parents told me not to go around those people on the corner and what I did, go around those people on the corner, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, you know, and it, it was just for a sense of acceptance, man, acceptance to be liked by everybody. I was one of those people that will make you happy at the expense that takes my happiness from me, you know. Um, and that's why... You know, I, I did things. I wore masks. Um, I pretended to be people who I wanted, you know, think that they wanted me to be just so I can get what I want. And, um, you know, those those filled my addiction. Um, you know, I, I also had a talent for music. Um, you know, I was a rap artist as well. So I did a lot of music, um, you know, which also in my mind that created like a, a a pretty painter a pretty painting for <laughs> for my music as I was using um you know and I I got in clubs and you know uh things like that at an early age you know 14 years old getting in, in in clubs that was 21 and you know we was allowed to drink and do those things that nature um also fueled my addiction and um you know I step. I still kept coming around those same people, places, and things, man. Um, still wanted to be liked. Still wanted to be loved. Um, I, I looked at it as a sense of loyalty, but it's a it's a line between loyalty and being enslaved to somebody. And I feel that I was enslaved to a lot of people. It wasn't a sense of loyalty. Um, like I said, I would do anything for them, but in some of those cases, I was miserable most of the time. I was just doing it just to be liked. So, um, you know, I, I did my music for a long time. Um, at the end of my road, my mom 
had left me a house. She left me a house at the age of 21, which most responsible kids will took the house and just did the right thing. I ended up taking the house and I ended up becoming a street pharmacist. Um, and, you know, uh, eventually got that house kicked in, um, you know, which led me to jail. And I would think that would stop me, you know, um, you know, like I said, my, my whole life was just fused. Everything that I said I wasn't going to do, I eventually ended up doing, you know, um, and I got, I got arrested. Um, I was also incarcerated. I came home, um, and I didn't realize at the time because my high power was always doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I couldn't see it then, but I got arrested. They kicked in my house. They never found nothing because either I just did it all or either I was waiting to get more. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, they arrested me. Yeah. Yeah. They arrested me, came home, lived with my sister for a little while and ended up doing the same thing at her house, man, you know, and eventually I got her house kicked in, you know, um, you know, and then got arrested again. Same thing. Kicked in the house. Never found nothing. Just either did it all myself or waiting to get more. Again, you know, got home, did the same thing again. Got her house kicked in a third time. And this was like three times in like less than maybe a year and a half, you know, um, which that last time I was in that place. And there was my cellmate of mine that told me about the healing place at that moment. Um and when I, like I said, I looked at it as a good idea, a free card. I didn't, I didn't come in with a desire, you know, to really to stop using or drinking. I just wanted to get out of jail, get out of jail, free card. Um, but what happened was I went to that program and I stayed in that program and I stayed there long enough to heal some hope. Mm -hmm. Somebody came in and told my story. Somebody came in and gave me a message of recovery and the program, um, eventually started working on me without my permission. You know, I went from the person that, you know, they wanted to just not go to jail to me actually wanting to be there. I started to identify in, I started, I stopped identifying out. And I stayed in that process, um, you know, for maybe uh, a year and a half. Um, I got a sponsor, I started working steps, I, you know, was going to meetings regularly. And at the end of that program, it was a sense of, it was this thing called commencement. Which, you know, most people would think that's graduation. Yeah. But yeah. you got to remember, we're, we're alcoholics and, and, and addicts and there's no graduation to it. You know, we don't get yeah. no cap and, and gown, you know, and that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I heard, you know. <laughs> like, I got my cap and gown. I just go on and live my life and everything. I'm recovered. Good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I used to be, but now I'm not. You know, the you know the whole Malibu syndrome. But, um, you know... <laughs> That's that's what I did, man. You know, I thought, you know, I used to be, but now I'm not. And I could just go live my life, man. And um, you know, I, I did that, man. And then, you know, I remember the day that I that I'd relapsed. Um, it wasn't a bad day. It wasn't nothing like, you know, um, you know, really serious to happen. It was a good day. And, you know, when we stop doing the things necessary for our recovery, we always go back to the things that brought us in recovery. So I learned from that relapse what didn't work. Um, and what didn't work was me not doing the things I was doing to maintain and keep my recovery. Um, like I said, it was, wasn't a bad day. I had that bright idea that I can just take one, you know, knowing I never really took one of nothing. I never had one of nothing because I always, you know, use, uh, obsessively, obsessively and, you know, the compulsion and, you know, uh, other fellowships, phenomenon, and craving, all that stuff creeps in, man. I just, once I put one in me, I just don't stop. 
So my mind told me I could take one. And then before I know it, it always got worse. Um, like I said, it took me maybe a year and a half to get back here, man, because it's nothing like knowing it's a better way to live and using. You know, when when I was using an active addiction the first time, I didn't know no other way. I wasn't aware of recovery. You know, I wasn't listening to podcasts like this or, you know, coming to places like this. I didn't know it was people that were actually staying clean and sober, you know. So I always, but like when I get recovery, when I come in, when I, you know, embark on a journey of recovery and, you know, get get a hold of the fellowship and, and see people actually doing it and, you know, like knowing there's a better way to live and choosing to suffer is a whole different ball game. So like, um, you know, that, that, that's where I was at, man. Like I wanted to, I wanted to get back clean. I wanted to stay sober, but you know, my my thinking told me that people were going to be judging me. People were going to be, you know, laughing at me if I came back and all these other things. And um, I stayed out there for a year and a half, um, you know, and I remember on being on social media, posting spiritual quotes like I was still sober because I ain't with nobody to know, you know, and, you know, just wearing a mask, lying to myself, man, you know, in the sense of denial, which means don't even know I'm lying to myself. Don't even know I'm, I'm lying. lying. Yep. Ah, yeah. Shit, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I was in denial, man. You know, um, like I said, I thought that I was fooling other people, but I wasn't doing nothing but fooling myself. So I had a friend in recovery that came, picked me up for a meeting. He just knocked on my door out the blue, like boom, boom, boom. And I opened the door, like, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> and um, he took me to a meeting, man. And, um, you know, I remember being in there um, under the influence and i remember them asking is anybody celebrating i think in my mind um told me that they know my clean date i need to get up now and get a a, a chip or a key tag and i remember getting up and picking up a three-year key tag you know straight um you know really high and 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 drunk out my mind and you know i remember the feeling of how i felt when people was coming up to give me the hugs and stuff like that and they told me man just keep coming back you know like i said in my mind i'm fooling them but they already know they they know you know, they just told me to keep coming back, man. And, um, you know, because the thing about it is when the seed is planted, it's planted, you know. And the seed was already planted, man. I just had to go through a lot of more pain in order for it to grow. Um, You know, and I went through that. I uh, stayed out for, uh, like I said, a year and a half. Um, And when the pain became great enough, um, you know, I remember my last day drinking and using. They told me if you don't remember your last day drinking and using, that you might not be finished yet. And I keep the pain of that up front, man. I keep the pain of that up front. I remember I was walking around alive but feeling dead inside. I remember, you know, um, the incomprehensible demoralization my soul was feeling. I remember, you know, like, like not even like not even wanting to live. You know, I remember those days, man. Like thinking that like I will never get clean and um. You know, I had uh, stolen my sister's car uh, because I did a geographical change. I, you know, thinking that I could move away, always taking myself with me, um, you know, and I stolen her car. I parked the car right back into the driveway, all nice and neat. And I thought that I got away, but they told us early, we get bad, we don't get away. Um, you know, I got in that process, man, and I, 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 you know, parked the car nice and neat. Went to sleep, thought I had it, and my sister busted in the door the next morning. She said, uh, I'm going to give you two options. Either go back to that treatment center or you're going to die. You know, and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, I was, I was, the pain was that great at that point. Um, 
you know, I just need some reinsurance or, you know, like a high power. Like it was one of those God moments where my high power was talking to me that same night. But when I stole her car, I had knocked some pictures over. Um, and it was all the pictures of from me in recovery the first time, you know, and I remember them spreading over the ground. I'm, I'm picking them up crying, you know, like I said, knowing it's a better way to live. And just like my disease told me we had to go get one more. Um, so when she told me that I was relieved, um, you know, and I, I made the decision on um, June 6, 2015 to go back in the healing place. Um, I told myself I'm going to stay three days. That's it. I'm just detox. That's it. Um, you know, and then day, day one, day two came through day three. And I just kept telling myself every day, today I'm going to stay, tomorrow I'm going to leave. And then tomorrow come up and be like, today I'm going to stay, tomorrow I'm going to leave. And next thing I know, I was saying that for about 20 some days and I stopped saying it because like I really wanted it, um, you know, and I made a decision right then. I was going to get in the middle of recovery and stop being around recovery. It's a difference. It's a difference between being in the middle of recovery and being around recovery. Um, you know, around recovery, I could just go into meetings. You know, I could sit in the back, twirl my phone, not really paying attention. And those people can get it, too, as well. But like. They told me the people that sit up the front, the people that get a sponsor, the people that work the steps, the people that get a home group, that get a service position, that start praying to a higher power, even if they don't know what it is. You know, um, my first prayers was just whatever you are, keep me clean. And then at the end of the night, thank you for keeping me clean and sober. Those were my first, you know, two prayers, um, you know, that I had in, in recovery. Um, because when I came in, I had a resentment against God. Um, because I thought everything good in my life, I did, and everything bad in my life, it was my high power fault. Um, you know, and I kept praying, man, I, 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 and I started doing the action. They told me it was a spiritual program of action, and I started doing the actions. And what happened was, like I said, my thinking started to change. Um, you know, and, and most importantly, man, like I got in the service. I, I started helping other people. Um, you know, I finished the 12 steps with a sponsor. I started sponsoring a lot of people. I didn't realize how powerful service was. Um, and to this time around in my recovery, um, quick little story real quick. I came into healing place and I was obsessing over a girl at the time, over my baby mother at the time. And I remember my sponsor coming to get me and he said, look, I'm coming to get you. And he came and got me. He said, he took me to Chesterfield Mall. He said, I want you to hold the door for every person that come through that door. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, hold the door for every person to come through that door. And it's like 20 degrees outside. I was like, what am I, a butler or something? Like, what, what is going on here? You know, like, it was a method to what he was doing, like some Mr. Miyagi magic or something. You know, like, I didn't realize what he was doing at the time. And I remember getting up there holding that door, man, and people was coming in. And what happened was people were starting to thank me. People were saying I was generous. People were saying I was kind. It was old elderly people with, with walkers and stuff coming through that door. And, you know, when I got back in that car, as, as cold as I was, he said, how you feel? He, I said, I feel good. He said, you didn't think about her one time. I was like, nope. He said, you didn't think about using or drinking one time. I was like, nope. He said, now you see how the power of helping other people helps you, you know, because as I'm helping, the core of my disease is selfishness. So when I'm helping other people, you know, I'm not caught up in my own stuff, you know, and, and not only that, you know, I don't just do it to help myself. I do it because I actually believe in people and want to see them succeed as well. Because somebody did it for me. You know, somebody came and gave me a message 
somebody you know came to the uh the jails and institutions and gave me a, a message of recovery when i was in there um you know where would i be if those people denied me a message of recovery so you know that's why you know i still do the same thing man um you know the difference between last time and this time is i just stay consistent man i stay consistent i i, I really stay in the day when it comes to my recovery i don't focus on a year from now i don't focus on two years from now every day i just wake up with a mission to feed my recovery daily and you know they say the shower you took yesterday ain't gonna keep you clean today you know uh that food you ate yesterday ain't gonna fill your stomach today so every day i just wake up with the same type of mentality that i gotta feed my spirit and i gotta feed my recovery daily and um how that looks sometimes it's just going to meetings how it looks sometimes just talking to a no newcomer so how it looks sometimes just doing some step work with a sponsee or doing my own step work because i don't we don't arrive you know what i'm saying we don't arrive you know we <laughs> we we get better you know what i'm saying we're, we're not you know like i said we don't graduate from this thing you know i'm you know i'm um I, I could I could use a drink just like anybody else, man. But I know my my best defense, uh, my best medication against this disease is a program of recovery, um, a pathway to recovery, whatever fellowship that is. Um, you know, and you know, we met it in a, a, a certain fellowship, and you know, like they told me to get in the middle of recovery, and that's what I did. I got in the middle of recovery. I'm talking about all fellowships. Anything 12 step, I got right in the middle of that junk. It was like, I want to know more. I want to soak it up like a sponge. I want to apply those principles that we learn in those programs to my life. And I do that to the best of my ability. Um, I'm not perfect by a long shot. I still make mistakes. I still need uh, people to hold me accountable. You know, um, the people that don't, that calls me out on my, on my stuff. You know, I don't have uh, no Willy Wonkers or people around me, people that sugarcoat. <laughs> sugarcoat my stuff you know they tell me what i need to hear and what not what i want to hear all the time yeah we could do that a hashtag hashtag no willy wonka <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no willy Wonka. Like yeah so um and today man like life is good man you know I, I i still go through struggles i still you know go through things man but like i'm i'm blessed man i'm i'm so grateful because regardless of whatever i go through i don't have to drink or use behind it since i've been clean and sober i've had bad breakup relationships. I've lost my mom. Um, you know, last year, 2020, I lost my mom to cancer and I buried her June 6, 2020. Oh, wow. My clean date is June 6, 2015. So I literally left her funeral and went and celebrated five years up here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Up, up, you know, at this, this very spot. So that tells me right there, if, if I can get through that and stay clean and sober, it's nothing else that I can endure that I can't, you know, get to the other side and don't have to drink or use over it, you know, because like my mom was my world. She was the one that always supported me, whether I was doing good or bad. You know what I'm saying? She was she was my rock. And um, how I honor her, how I make amends to her for all the things that I had done is continue to be the first the best person that she wanted me to be the person my high power wants me to be. Um, and I try to do it to the best of my ability, man. Um, and, and not just that for all the people that we have lost to the disease, you know, we, we've lost a lot of people, you know, it's people who I love people who I've set by, you know, um, I was just sure. And like, I, I lost a sponsee a, a couple of days ago, man. And, um, you know, I've, that been rough for me, you know, it been a lot of pain, a lot of what if, if only, you know, 
Um, but the one thing this program has gave me the ability to do is realize that I'm powerless um, and also trust my high powers plan, regardless of how I feel, you know, regardless of how I feel, because I everything has its purpose. You know, everything has its purpose. Um, all the pain that I've been through, you know, I thought it was just meaningless. But now I see that same pain and all those things I went through. I can share it with somebody else and I can help them get over it as long as I don't drink or use behind it, you know. Um, and even the things that I have messed up on, you know, like I said, sometimes learning what not to do, you know, have helped me, you know, because, you know, I don't know the, the next right thing to do all the time, but I know the next wrong thing to do. You know what I'm saying? I've been a master at that. They're doing the next wrong thing. So I can give that experience with somebody else. And, um, you know, hopefully they can learn from it and don't have to touch the stove themselves, man. Um, even though some of us like to lick our fingers and still touch that stove. But I like, to, I like to put my hand over the burner. <laughs> and just sort of like, like, just, you know, just feel that heat. Like, oh, yeah. no, no, I'm just I'm, I'm there, but I'm not touching it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, that's sometimes where I find myself. And that that's not a comfortable place. Oh, no. Not oh, a comfortable no. place either. Just, let, me get, <laughs> let me get out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I, just, I got TV on in there. You mm -hmm. know, I got I can take a walk. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But you, you brought up your sponsee and 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 not not to get to. I mean, you were going to come on the show. We planned this weeks ago. Oh, and yeah. It's a coincidence, um, a sad coincidence. But. You know, how do we, how do we, um, well, how do you, mm -hmm. you know, how do you work through, I mean, because you, you, you lost your mother, you've lost some sponsees, and I know you, we've lost friends, and mm -hmm. how do you work through that and still maintain, because, and this is why I ask you this, because mm -hmm. you talk about your mother being a rock to you, I know you, and I know you are that rock for a lot of other people, you know, yeah. you're, you're a rock to me. You know, I can't think of being in recovery without thinking of you being around. I think of recovery in my, you know, when I first got to Richmond, I think of Jamie everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and it's this, and, and Jamie is the same Jamie. Not, I mean, I know, I know yeah. you're human and I get that. I'm not yeah. mythologizing or putting you on a pedestal, but like Jamie is Jamie, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't see, Oh, that guy. You know, or oh well, he was good today, but he was crazy yesterday. No, I'm like Jamie is Jamie. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and I I love that about you. Thank you. And and Thank you. but how do you maintain that? Because um, I'm Nathan. Yeah, Nathan is. <laughs> and Nathan is. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, most importantly, man, for me, man, is um. You know, I've learned. Like I said, I learned to n not pick up other things besides the drinking. And, you know, because I could pick up other things and it could make my life unmanageable, um, you know. Shoes. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. That's, I love that's, those shoes, by oof, the way. Come on now. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I'm sorry, that was a low blow. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm working on it. I'm trying to tell you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've been, um, I've been fortunate to go through some things. But what really helps with me, man, is keeping a circle around me, you know, um, it's not a doubt in my mind that those things, those obstacles, those um, roadblocks, those things that I've been through, I wouldn't able to, I wouldn't been able to go through them if I didn't have the we of of you know of, of a program, you know the 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 power of the people um, behind me, man. You know, like I don't go, you know, do nothing alone. You know, when I when I lost my mom, you know, it was people calling me every day, it was people popping up, people you know, probably diving through my window. I, I mean, it was, it was all over the place. And when I went to the funeral, um, the first three rows was people in recovery, oh, wow. you know, yeah. and it wasn't because they knew her It's because they was there for me, wow. you know, 
you know, and that, that that showed me the power of we together will always get through what I can't do alone. You know, um, you know, situation with, you know, um, uh, my sponsee, man, you know, I've, I've been reaching out to a lot of people. I've been talking about it, you know, because it ain't the things that we say that keeps us sick. It's the things we don't say. Yeah. Those are the things that, that, that will manifest and, you know, lead back to drinking and using. So, um, um, you know, those are the things that I always got to realize, man. And, um, you know, I just continue to keep sharing it, man. Pain shared is pain lesson. Oh. So that's a that's a good pause right now um i'm being told by our producer to take a moment okay. so we can do a little commercial break here jamie we'll be back in a in a i don't know 30 seconds 60 seconds whatever it is uh back with jamie a so glad yeah. you're here man, thank, thank you, you. Um, well thank you everybody and welcome back uh, i'm your host nathan mitchell and today our special guest is jamie a and uh jamie you've talked about uh, you've told your story beautifully you've mm -hmm. talked a, a lot about things that you use now um, in your recovery to maintain your recovery mm -hmm. um what i'd like to talk about if you if you don't mind is like what do you do you know for your profession what is your professional work that you do these days um well right now i'm a patient monitor for a um met clinic um you know which also gives me the ability to to do groups when you say met clinic a medically assisted treatment yes, clinic. okay yes. just want to clarify for yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it gives me the ability to do groups and stuff like that man and, and you know, for the fact that, you know, I do a lot of a lot of people that that's able to come there knows that I do recovery. Um, sometimes I like we'll share, like we might be the only example of hope that somebody might see, you know, what I'm saying right. the only example of recovery somebody might see. So those people that get to come in, man, you know, I get to I get to sometimes do groups with them and sit down with them and, you know, uh, be able to be the example of hope for them, you know, to to utilize, um, you know, that that form of recovery until they're able to get stable enough or sufficient enough um because like i said i believe in all pathways of recovery whatever you have to use that's fine um but like i know what works for me works for me um yeah. you know and you know i just i just try to be an example of hope man to put push people in a in the right direction man um you know and they told me when i got here man direction is better than speed there's a lot of people going nowhere fast so I just try to focus on pushing people in a, in a positive direction, you know, so them, you know, so that's the goal, man. Um, I'm also, also do a lot of things outside. I wouldn't call it profession, but you know, I, I do a lot of things outside of, you know, just that, um, you know, I, I, I go, I take meetings in, in different places. I go speak it in groups and other facilities and other RCOs and things like that. So I just try to stay active in my recovery and try to spread the message of recovery to, you know, whoever will listen, man. Like I said, it's it's um from when I came in to now, you know, a lot has changed. The thing, the thing about change is things are always, always evolving. You know, when I came in, there was a lot of old timers, um, a lot of people that, you know, told us that we didn't know nothing and we need to sit down and that we don't know, they asked us and all that stuff, man. But now, man, like it's 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 incredible to see where recovery is going to, you know, yeah. um, like it's, it's people coming in 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 young with with you know multiple years and they're able to give be the example for those newcomers and those people that's coming in young and it's just it's just amazing man where recovery is is gone since i first came in in 2012 um and i just try to be the example of hope man just like i said just continue to to keep pushing and and 
like I said, I need them just as well as they need me. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 always a two way streak. I can't do without them. You know, without without them, it wouldn't be no me. You know what I'm saying? I need I need people to come in to to let me know that look, it ain't getting no better out there, and I need a better way. You know what I'm saying? I also need the people before me to tell me, look, you can recover. You know, regardless of whatever you go through, you can get through this on the other side because. I have a built-in forgetter sometimes. You know, I can easily slip back. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people do this. I've seen people come in, get some recovery, get a tad bit, get the job, the house, the wife, the life get good. The girlfriend, the girlfriend, as well as the girlfriend wife. or, or the husband <laughs> to, to the ladies. Or, you know, they get some things back. And what happens is their recovery takes the back burner. Now they don't want to go to as many meetings. Now their willingness to stay clean and sober is not as much as it was when they didn't have nothing, you know. And um, I've seen a lot of people fall a victim to that. So, you know, regardless of whatever, they told me at the beginning that me staying clean and sober must come first. You know, it must come first, you know. Those things have to come first so everything else I love in life don't come last. Because if I drink, if I use, then I won't be the father to my daughter that I want to be. I won't, you know, I won't show up for the job on time, you know, because I'll probably be too hangover or too sick. You know, I won't, you know, the the, the car, I'd probably end up pawning that or somebody will probably end up driving <laughs> that around town. You know, like, you know, eating in the shoes. Oh, man, uh, you know how I feel about the my shoes. shoes. And the shoes and the lid. The shoes will be gone. You know, the Jordans will be a liquidation sale on every last one of them. <laughs> what so, size do you wear? Uh, 10 and a half. Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, so all that stuff will be gone, man. So, like, you know, to maintain the things I have, um, I always say this all the time. I never had a problem really getting stuff, you know, because – we're alcoholics and, and addicts. We could wake up with no money and end up with something at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? I had a problem keeping things. Yeah. You know, I had a problem keeping. Recovery gives me the ability to keep a relationship with my daughter. It gives me the ability to keep, you know, a bank account and bills and all these things and be able to, you know, like it, it keeps me to be a responsible, productive member of society. You know, and that's what recovery has given me. Not not only the ability to not use or drink, but the ability to go through life on life terms and not use or drink. And that was that was a problem in itself. I did not know how to live life without drinking and using, you know. So yeah. you mentioned having a daughter. How old is she? Ah, I have two daughters. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, yeah two They're, daughters. Uh, two adorable daughters. Yeah, yeah, two daughters. I have one that's 12 and I have one that's eight. Oh, okay. man. And uh they are daddy's girls, man. They they definitely uh they love their daddy. Um, you know, I always was they moved to California um about two years ago. Two yeah, about two years ago now. They they live in San Diego now, but I always was a parent that was there physically, um, just wasn't there and you know, I wasn't present in their lives to the point where I really was there. I wasn't really present. You know, I was just just there, you know, and um you know, I, I, I remember an act of addiction, man. It was things I couldn't even do if I didn't have what I needed to even play with them, you yeah. know, you know. But they do remember, like, my kids, you know, because I remember thinking that money, I saw that I can go out and just buy them this and that and all that. My kids, they wanted time more than anything. Yeah. They wanted time. They wanted me to be present. They wanted me to show through actions that I love them. And the program taught me that, love is an action word you know what i'm saying like i because i told them i was loving them i was the person crawling on the floor stealing money out their piggy bank you know i was the person you know i'm able to be able to show them that i love them today and um you know just 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 be a presence in their lives man and um 
I talk to my daughter nearly every day on FaceTime. You know, she she comes to me about things. Oh my God, she just went through her first menstrual cycle. Help me, please. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's it's some fears going on. You know, some fears going on. But uh, you know, I trust I'm trusting the plan. Um, you know, my youngest man, she's amazing. She's an amazing little girl, man. She just wanna do all the dances and 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 all that stuff, man. So it's it's incredible to watch them grow, man. And um, you know, I, I try to be there for them as as best as I can to be present in their lives. Um, you know, I haven't been to California in a minute, but I just had them over in the summertime. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. what are they into? What are they what are they like? What what, oh, what uh... um my oldest is uh she's a diva. Um <laughs> that's that's what she likes to call herself, a diva. She's She's all in, I mean, uh, she, she, she got me as her dad, but <laughs> she, she's all she's all into fashion and all that stuff. But it's mostly because of my sister. My sister, uh, you know, put some things in her. You know, she she wants Michael. Like, how do you even know what Michael Kors is at, at, at 12 years old? You know, it baffles me. Uh, she wants, you know, things like that. Um, but she also has her own little style, man. And, um, you know, she's into surfing. She loves surfing. Uh. You know, she's in California. That's probably one of the reasons why she don't want to come back. She enjoying the surfing team. So, you know, she loves surfing. You know, she takes pictures and show me pictures of her surfing and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's a lot of things over that coast that, that you know, we, we don't really have too much over, you know, on this side. But she enjoys the weather. She, you know, she's just a very active, active little lady, man. She, that's what she's becoming, a little lady. Um, you know, and my youngest, oh, man, whew. Um, very smart for for a really young age, and I think all girls is like that, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, putting words together, they even know. I know she don't know how to spell, but she knows how to use it in the right sense. So it's it's incredible, man. Um, to to have both of them and to be able to be there for them, you know, as clean, you know, be there sober and um enjoy the times that I have with them, you know, um. The last trip I took with my mom was going over there to San Diego and taking them to Disney World. And we went to Hollywood and, you know, we went to SeaWorld and all that. <laughs> we just made a whole adventure of it for a whole two weeks. So, you know, it, it was it was things like that, man. That I really I really with, with your mom, you said? Yeah, with my yeah, mom. That was nice. the last trip she took. She We took that and then three, two months later she passed away. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was 2020. So, um, you know, it's... I'm just grateful for all the all those mom, you know moments and memories and things like that that I have with my you know, mom, but most importantly the people we have lost to the disease, man. Because like it's people that have that we have lost that have been an impact in my life as well. You know that that, that inspired me to continue to keep going. You know, you know some of them people was here when I got back here. You know, there's this not here no more. You know, and they 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 also instilled in me. Um, you know some things man so i learned from people man um you know they told me just keep my eyes open and i can learn either what to do or learn what not to do yeah. um but long as i'm learning that's the point when i stop learning i stop growing you know something that comes up a lot um when i talk to new people in recovery mm -hmm. you know and something and something i struggle with you know well something i struggled with i, I i'm pretty full these days but but what what is fun in recovery? What is oh, fun man. without without the drugs and alcohol? How the heck can I have fun? Oh, How can here? Here's something crazy. This is something mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell y'all. Something I did. Um, I, I know I sleep a lot. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because I'm not doing uppers anymore, right? Exactly. I know. Um, and and I, I play with my nieces and nephews. And, and, and my eating. Eating. That's I, good... do, I do that too. <laughs> um, swimming. Um, I did I did something unusual. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. You know, we'll have four years in a couple weeks, but we got to get there. We got to okay, get there. Okay. So, so, but in a couple, in a, in a couple days mm. and, um, you know, I'm, I'm replaying a little bit of the tape from four years ago. It's not as profound as it was when I was coming up on one year, when mm. I was coming up on one year, I was screaming in the, in the passenger side of my sponsor's car going, what's the point of all this? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know how to level this shit out and I'm not liking what's going on. Yeah. And now I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'm like, my life is kind of going along and I'm, I'm, I've got some goals and I'm working a day at a time and mm-hmm. I, my fighting my ego because the ego comes out mm-hmm. um, all the time. Um, I lost my point. Oh, so I did something unusual for me. I <laughs> This is going to sound really weird, mm-hmm. um, but I'm one of these people. Like I went on the my first real date oh, wow. on Sunday. The first real date, and I don't even know how long, because certainly in my using days at the very end, I wasn't. Those weren't dates, cool. you know. <laughs> cool. And and I've 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 some of that behavior lingered and continues to linger into my non-using days. Mm-hmm. Some of that using behavior, as far as using people. Uh-huh. Um, but this was a legit one-on-one. Let's have coffee. You know, I I didn't even physically or mentally prepare myself for you know what. It was a date, yeah, and yeah. and it was weird. Yeah. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, like, how do we do that kind of stuff in recovery? Yeah, what you what know? did you do? Uh, well, like, well, I, and I'm and I'm asking that from like I, I haven't dated. I know, in, right? In years, mm-hmm. and like, like I obviously like my relationship is is established, and we go out on date nights, and we have yeah. fun and all that stuff, but like. I can't imagine like trying to like, hi person. This is a thing. I, uh, I like trains. Uh, like <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Goodbye. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and it's yeah. funny. If you know me, I don't stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> and yet here I am on a date and I just can't talk. I'm like, my eyes are shifting. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the barista. Cause we're at Starbucks, you know, typical date. And I'm thinking, I, I just I don't know what to do. I don't know how to work my feet, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, of course, I'm like I'm too fat, you know. I'm not oh. interesting. I'm too short. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. I'm too young. Mm-hmm. I'm too poor. I'm got a car, and and uh, you don't have. Well, he does have a car, but it's like I I just all the things, and I'm like, this is exhausting. Oh yeah, you know. And oh, yeah. I I I did prepare myself because I called my sponsor beforehand and I told her what was up, and and she knows because you know I've talked to her about relationships and whatnot, and mm-hmm. and and. <laughs> just as i you know just we come in he comes in and i i'm at the table and he goes and gets his drink and i text her right away because i hadn't met him in person i you know met him online and i'm like too old like that was my first thing i said i was like oh man did i just jinx myself you didn't even give him a chance immediately too old not at all and i'm like and i I, you know i I don't know what that what that means and all the relate blah 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 but it's like I'm still learning how to be a person yeah, in yeah. recovery and do normal things and, oh, yeah. and to handle the, 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 the emotions, the fears, mm-hmm. the insecurities, mm-hmm. the low self-esteem. Come on now. And oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like it's like having the, the team, yeah. you know, the team and my team is I got my sponsor. I got Justin for mm-hmm. a lot of things, but Justin, Justin, you know, I talked to Justin and Justin's like, 
Justin will co-sign me sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. I, I gotta be careful. Yeah. You know? No, I, I say that with love. Mm. Um, but how the hell? Yeah. You know, when do we stop growing and just become recovered? Oh, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> you found out a way you let me know. I'll write a book. Make a, we'll make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish it was a magical formula, but it, it's not that way, man. Um, when it comes to, to fun and recovery, man, yeah. like it, it's, you know, like because I got to, I learned it like for me when I came into the rooms of recovery and all those things like that. I lost all like social skills, all like I didn't know what to like he said. I I would walk up, say my name, and walk <laughs> off because I ain't know what else to say. I ain't know how to carry on a conversation. You're like, uh, what else do I say after this? And I walk off. But I've learned though, um, you know, the whole thing about it, even with the 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 steps and all these things, practice. Mm-hmm. That key word, practice, you know. So like I went. You know, uh, I went to like my first, what, uh, it's like a chili bowl festival or something like that, like early in recovery. And I was like, I'm going to hate this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to hate this. Like, I, I'm not a chili bowl guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat no chili bowl, you know? And I, I remember going there and having the most fabulous time of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like laughing, joking with people recovering, you know, being full of chili. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that stuff. And I was like, wow. You know, like when they told us to do something different, man, like it's so much things that I didn't even know I liked it until I tried them, you know? So like after that, I was like, well, let me try this watermelon festival. I ended up going to the watermelon festival. That is, that's a yeah. blast. Yeah. That is a blast. I know. I love yeah. it. You know, <laughs> you know, we start going to concerts and, you know, uh, and remembering. Oh yeah. And remembering, and remembering the concert. Yeah. And remembering. Yeah. I mean, genuine fun, man. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you know, we used to have our pool nights. You know, we yeah, go yeah, yeah. After, after the, after the... That, uh, I should tell the because that was the. Uh, I don't know if that was your home group or not, but that was my home group for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We... It was a, a meeting that met late at night or later later at night, mm-hmm. and afterwards we would go to a bar and play pool. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I thought that was the weirdest thing in the world, yeah. but I learned from that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like playing pool. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean I have to go do it too. I would come and hang out sometimes and go chain smoke cigarettes oh, on, yeah. the, on the patio, but I don't smoke anymore now. Yeah, okay. And I don't like playing pool. Yeah. And I'll tell you the very first time we, I'm sorry, I'm digressing here, you but go. the very first time we did that, because um, that bar, that bar's not there anymore, no, is it? No, yeah. it's not there it's it was a basement bar you know it had a it had a very dive bar feel to it you know mm-hmm. and it's one of those places where i walked into the bathroom to 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 legitimately pee in the bathroom and instinctively my thumb went to my my uh, uh pocket watch pocket the little pocket in your jeans mm-hmm. instinctively i was like <gasps> And I was like, oh. yeah. and I actually, I still do that every once in a while. Wow. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's, I don't wear jeans very often, but mm-hmm. um, I was grateful to not be doing that. Mm-hmm. And also grateful to come back out and, you know, here I am, my sponsors here. I got all these other people from this meeting, yeah. you know, I'm hanging out and mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. But notice the, the thing that main thing I said was we. We, we went we out. Went out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't early recovery just going out to bars and hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was a fellowship of people that were sober, clean and sober, and we would go out and we enjoy ourselves and have a good, you know, a good time, man. They showed me what fun was. Like, the, the only way of me... He's, I'm sorry, he's got hashtag no Willy Wonka's going across the bottom. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh but my yeah. goodness! But that's that's what it was about, man. It's about it's just about me doing something different and practicing it. You know, like you know, it's just like meetings. All the time, I don't want to go to a meeting, but then when I go to a meeting, I feel better that I did it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The same time, same thing with just like trying new things. Sometimes, you know, museums. You know, uh, skiing. I you know, I, I ain't. I still, I'm still working on skiing. I'm about to go skiing for the first time soon. Are you? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm about to do that soon. Um, Got your you know, life, life insurance paid up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> places though, just, just general places. You gotta think like most of us stay in a twelve block radius and wouldn't even leave. You know what I'm saying? Like going different places, man. Like I enjoy just like traveling, man. You know, like, like I've been since I've been uh clean i've been to uh california uh, we just came from new york uh new year's um you know i've i've been to atlanta i've been i've been to a lot of places um houston texas i've been to a lot of places and I, I never thought i would go back to houston because that was actually one of the places where i messed up the most um on tour when i was doing some music you know um my last run in houston i had said i thought i was new york I said, it's New York in the house, and I was in Houston, Texas, and I was total blackout with uh, blue around my nose. And they even realized that my face was on a big projector behind me. So I didn't even realize it. That was the last time I went to Houston. Humiliating. I mean, humiliating. And I thought I would never go back there. But I've been back there since I've been clean, man. It's just like, like I enjoyed myself, man. Um, You know, like I said, man, it's, it's just about being able to do things clean and sober, man, and having a good support system around you of people that will go with you. So I've been doing, I mean, living, living, man, living, living, not existing. You know what I'm saying? Living. Are you still, are you rapping again? I still do music. I still, music is always going to be a part of me because I've been rapping since I was 12 years old. Yeah. So I'm always going to rap. I'm now, am I doing it as a profession now? No, not as much, but Anytime, you know, I can always come up with, you know, like I say, I, I've I've mastered the point where, like, it's always just going to be a part of me, man. Like, I, I hear a beat, and then next thing I know, I'm writing or either in my head, you know, uh, rapping some in my head. So I'm always going to do music. I just don't do it um, professionally like I used to. Um, but, yeah, I think that's always going to be a part of who I am. Anybody knows Jamie before addiction and you know, um, I mean, before recovery and addiction, I've always done music. You know, that's that's a part of who I am, part of my story. Um, you know, and that's how I fueled my addiction for a long time. That's my way of justifying it. Yeah. I'm a musician. I got to use. I got to smoke weed. I got to do something to make this craft. Uh, you, you know, and I realized and the crazy when I got clean, I started doing I made my I made my first song. And I was like, wow, that, that sounds just as good as it did when I was, you know, when I was using, you know. So it was that that thought telling me that I need to use in order to create music, you know? So oh. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's the, the thing about it is what I rap about then and where my life is now is two different places. So any music I do today is going to have to reflect the lifestyle that I live today. You know, and I can tell general way what happened, what it's like and what it's like now. But most of my music back then was, it was, you know, just what it was like and, that's what I was doing at that time, you know. So, um, you know, it's 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 a process, man. I'm I'm looking forward to really seeing if I can get back into it and make it some positive, inspirational music. So oh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I have one more question for you, um, and and this um, I think speaks to um, something that we do here at McShin uh, when when we're 
so we have the 28 day program, our intensive program, and two of our intensive participants are sitting right here watching mm -hmm. this. And so both of them, I think Bradley has gone through and has, you've done your exit plan at this point. Yeah. And, and I know Art will do that at some point. He'll do a transition plan. If, I think he's planning to stay. Mm -hmm. And so when we, we put that together, we look at that and, and there's all these things. And I think with uh, the exit plan, we talk about fears and goals. And so with the transition plan, we talk about goals, mm -hmm. short-term and long-term long goals. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, we talk about a program of one day at a time, and that's really important for mm -hmm. me. I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's the best part of my, yeah. it really is. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the best part of my recovery program is that, Oh wait, you know, I can reset this day. I can do it even now. Oh, like, yeah. I want to stop. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to just start over right now. Mm -hmm. That I think that's a beautiful mm -hmm. and I want to pay my bills next week. Of course. And I want to have a filling life and I want to have purpose and I want to have, you know, I want to set goals and make goals and make a plan. And how do we, how do we do both of these things, living a day at a time program and set goals? Well, for me, um, like I said, I, I just like, and you, you hit on it really. I mean, short term goals is, is, is so much when it comes to short term goals, man, I just, I just try to create steps um you know um like i said one I, I focus on for me i focus on one goal at a time because i i can get scatterbrained try to do six seven goals at one yeah. time and they ain't saying that can't be done for some people but me i i, I get too overwhelmed doing yeah. that so i focus on one goal at a time and I, I set steps for that certain goal am i fearful yeah but what i realized is my thinking can't overcome fear only action does you know what I'm saying? Say that again. My thinking, For the cheap seats. My thinking cannot overcome fear. Only action does. So if I think about it and I'm fearful, I ain't gonna overcome the fear. But when I action, the action of me going through it, I realize that really I want nothing to even be fearful for. Eighty percent of the stuff that I'm fear for real for it don't even come true. Yeah. But it's my mind creating this block or barrier that tells me I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Remember, I I, I still suffer from fear low self-esteem, low self-worth, and I have a disease that tells me, look, man, you're, you're worthless. You can't do this. You can't achieve your goals. You can't, you know, you can't make it. You can't, like, it tells me all these things. So, you know, I have to block that out the way and just do, man. The spiritual program of action, just do. You know, do the next right thing. Do the first step that it takes for me to achieve my goal. Once I get that step done, focus on the next step. And I just go one step at a time, man. And, um, you know, until the goal is done, then I focus on another goal, man. You know, so um, but I do realize that, man, like for me, it's about having faith. It's about having courage. My high power will have relieved the obsession to use for me. I haven't thought about using it in a minute. And I ain't saying I don't think about it every now and then. The thoughts still come every now and then. It's a fleeting thought. But my higher power can relieve the obsession to not drink or use from me. Why can I trust them with the rest of my life? <sighs> long as Boom. i continue to put the action in. yeah yeah i said that's a good place to end right yeah there. yeah i like that yeah. Yeah. i'm so glad i got to talk to you today yeah i really am yeah. man. i i mm -hmm. i always enjoy you know hearing you tell your story and 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 getting to know you better and better and uh mm -hmm. i love what you do yeah. i love watching move makers one what is it move makers 100 move makers yeah. 100 yeah <laughs> hashtag move makers 100 yeah, man. Man. hashtag no willy wonkas yeah <laughs> yeah man. um <laughs> man, I really appreciate you. Justin, you have anything you want to say to finish us up? I mean, uh, uh no. No. I, I, I never do, honestly, <laughs> anymore. I I you know, I, I try to say what I need to say. 
during the show and then afterwards it's kind of just like well no i'm i'm good i gotta put a big shout out to justin because justin has not only had a, a difficult week as well oh yeah um oh, yeah. but justin continues to suit up and show up and 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 to be here and be present and work with um new people in recovery as well i know you have coaches here and you continue to do that and bring that and 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 what I like is because you're coming up on a not only are you coming up, God willing, on the Creek Don't Rise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a year in recovery as well. Yes, sir. You um, are coming up. When did you start here as an employee? <sighs> April ish, March, like end of March, early April, something, Some, something like that. Coming it was up like, on a year, it was when here. I was still at Smith yeah. House. Oh, wow. So, yeah. but yeah. but I mean, and Justin and I, Justin and I have known each other since April 30th, 2018. It just happens to be the, the first day that I got to McShin. Justin was my first house leader. Oh wow! So yeah. I've known Justin since day one, mm. and so I, I, I'm really, I know you've been going through a lot this past week, last couple of days. It's only Tuesday too. I know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the same thing. Hey man, it's, it's like I've told my sponsor like a couple of times over the past couple of days. Life on life on life's terms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Really glad that you do that. You know, you you bring. Um, I'm, I I can say so much about Justin, but I'm really really grateful that you continue to suit up and show up and grow you know and 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 to become more and more the justin I i'm know grateful you for you buddy well i mm-hmm. appreciate that thank you thank you um art and bradley over here the peanut gallery good to see you both i know you're not on camera but you're in our hearts thank you for being here everybody out there jamie man again you're the best oh, man and i love, love you love you too man. um thank you all out there we'll be back thursday um thursday I have no idea what the show is Thursday. Do you have an idea? Is it up there? Uh, we got plans. No. I know we've got a plan. This is so unprofessional of me. Well, how about this? It'll be a surprise. We got a surprise for you on Thursday. So we'll see you at 2 o'clock on Thursday, the 10th. And it'll, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> and also pay attention. We uh, Care Talks is Friday evening. Uh, Care Talks this Friday, uh, 6 o'clock. Six to eight. Six to eight p.m. Uh, we're going to be honoring uh, Black History Month. So take care, everybody. Thank you for watching and or listening. We'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. I'm Honesty Liller. I am the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery. Since May 27, 2007, I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo-woo. Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for getting the Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShin. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.